Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to the Man in the Post pre-season preview show. Joining me on this episode, we have Richard Mills, who is a Brighton reporter. Richie, how are we? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. Um, well, let's just get right into this. Um, Brighton became my second team last year. Um, they just they were just enjoyable to watch, and I feel given a striker would have been a much different different outcome to the season. But for yourself, now that the season's obviously all all done and dusted, how do you feel the season went? Uh, I think the best way to sum up Brighton's season is that they were labelled the kings of XG, expected goals. <laughs> like they just, you know, they wore that honour with such pride for so long. Uh, they created so many chances, but then they had, you know, white line fever when they got to the final third or the. Um, you know, in and around the box, they just uh, they just couldn't take the chances. And um, on the expected points table, which is I guess looks at kind of the number and ease of chances that you get, and then your defence as well, and, and that sort of thing combines it together. Brighton came 16th in the league, but their sort of expected points would have put them fifth. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's you know take a little bit of pinch of salt because no one would expect Brighton to actually come fifth, but it does show you that like they would have got 20 more points on XG. So even just like a few more goals here and there, they could have got close to the top 10. So, yeah, it was lots of promise. But then, yeah, it was kind of style over substance, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I predicted you guys to finish like 7th, 8th and around that mark. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just, I did change my mind. I'm not going to lie. When you say Danny Welbeck as your striker uh, option for the year, that kind of just flattened me a little bit. But, as you say, if, if you had just had a striker, um, it's, it's harsh on on Welbeck, obviously. And, but just a more of more of a mobile striker, I would say, necessarily, and, and a goal scorer. And I think the season would be all bit different. Going on to the summer, um, obviously Graham Potter still in charge, and, and quite right. I I just love the the project that he's doing. Uh, as you said, mentioned the expected goals, expected points are all there. So nothing that Brighton are doing is really Potter's fault in, in a way. How How has the summer been for you guys, transfers coming in and out? And what do you expect from Potter, obviously, ultimately going into the next season? Yeah, it's a good question. So I think um, the sense that I get from Brighton fans is they're a little bit underwhelmed with the transfers so far. Uh, they've only brought in two senior players, just like the first team. So they brought in... Enoch Muepu from Red Bull Salzburg, who actually looks like a really good player, um, can play as sort of attacking midfielder, but also slightly deep as well. They're going for Red Bull Salzburg for, I think, 18 million or so. Um, but then they signed a backup keeper, a giant keeper called uh, Kel Sherpin, who's six for eight. Apparently, that's the joint 
tallest in Premier League history. But on that, uh, yeah, basically they've, they've just seen loads of players leave. They've kind of reduced the wage bill quite a lot. Um, so yeah, there's been far more outgoings and incomings. They've been linked with quite a few players, but they've they've not signed anyone else. Um, so in terms of like, and obviously the the main departure was Ben White for fifty million, which is yeah. um, you know a massive fee, like blew apart their kind of record transfer before, which departure, which was I think around ten million for Anti Knockout. Um, so I think the the problem is yeah, Brighton fans want to see that fifty million spent, this or at least some of it go on, you know, and preferably a striker. Um, but yeah, mainly outgoings. They want new guys coming in. And if you look at kind of the team that left last season with Ben White and then now going into season with Moepu, I don't know if it's that much stronger. I mean, there's, there's probably more experience and more know-how and, and you know, they've got quite a young team, so they've got more experienced players there. But I don't really see... Unless there's kind of just a collective improvement from everyone, you know, just being able to be a bit more clinical. Um, I don't know how much more they can go up the table from 16th of last year. Right. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned the Ben White transfer. Obviously, that's a huge transfer. Um, helps obviously being young and English and especially getting into the, uh, the European squad in the summer, which um, would have added a few pounds onto the price tag. I mean, you say fans obviously are expecting. Do you see much investment coming before the window shuts? It's um, it's really hard to say because uh, Graham Potter he never like some managers kind of say, oh yeah, we're looking at this player, we're looking at that player, blah blah blah. Like Ralph Passon, who took for Southampton's, yeah, for us were just saying, yeah, we've offered them a contract, blah blah blah. But literally, Graham Potter says nothing, like absolutely nothing. There's nothing to to take away from that in terms of like. Talking to people and saying, you know, they've they've been linked with um, this Benfica striker called Darwin Nunes, but apparently his agent has come out this week and said he's not leaving until December. So he's a striker, and so that's the one that's fallen by the wayside. Um, they were looking at uh, Nicolas Gonzalez from Stuttgart, um, who's kind of a winger, South attacker, but he's now got to Fiorentina. Um, another player they're looking at was in Argentina called um, Alan Velasco, a 19-year-old. But in terms of, yeah, I think Potter has constantly said that he's he's happy with his current options. Um, and I actually think there could maybe be more exits like Percy Tau. Uh, he's been linked with a, a move to Al-Ali in, in Egypt. Um, so I, I don't expect that much more activity to us. Fair enough. That's um, I can understand the, the Brighton fans' frustration because obviously all fans want transfers, but ultimately if Potter is happy, I, I would trust in Potter um, just because of what we've seen from him so far. Um, on to the season upcoming, though. I mean, how how has it looked in the the friendlies so far, and how do you expect to line up in the season coming forward? So they started off with a nil nil draw against Rangers. Um, that was a few weeks ago, I think around the 20s of July. Then they uh, beat Luton Town Championship side 3 1. Uh, and then I think they lost a behind closed doors match to Reading 2 1. And then were beaten 2 0 by Getafe last weekend. So I think pro- the, the, I think what's been, you know, this has been the case for lots of teams. You know, they've, they've, uh, they've had some players who've gone to the Euros and played in international tournaments and stuff like that. So there's been a real kind of 
drip drab of players coming back. So some players are kind of, have, you know, had a long break and others have not had much of one. So uh, they're about Tarek Lamptey, who was brilliant for the first half of last season, but he's been injured for a long time with his troublesome hamstring injury. They say Welbeck, he's out for a while. Um, they've just, yeah, they've got some important players missing, uh, especially in terms of like firepower. But in terms of one thing I do think is important to say is that Potter has, um, even though like points wise, it doesn't seem from outside looking that they've improved much. They got 41 points for two seasons in a row, which is the club record in the Premier League. But in terms of like what he's actually doing to the club, and this is something that he did about the project that he's doing, he's, he's improved a lot of players. And the defence was, this, they can see the second fewest amount of goals in the Premier League in 2021, which is an incredible achievement for a team who were around the relegation zone. Um, but he's brought on players like Yves Basuma, who, you know, um, he was linked with Manchester United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City, Real Madrid. Uh, and, you know, he's rated at 40 million. Ben White. Was, you know, improved. That was partly from loans as well, but he also kicked on this season, you know, 50 million. There's, Brighton have never had this thing where they've been able to sell players for lots of money, and so much of that is down to Potter improving these players, but also he's giving youngsters minutes. I think Brighton actually gave more youth players more minutes than any other team in the Premier League. So he is doing a lot of good kind of incremental stuff. Um, so I think those, yeah, those players will hopefully kick on if they can keep them all. In terms of how they'll line up, um, I, I think they'll probably, I think they'll maybe be around the 12 to 15 mark, I think, in the league. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how new signing Wepu does if if their strikers of like Mope and Welbeck and, and Connolly and Coke and can um, maybe be a little bit more clinical, cutting edge in front of goal. But, yeah, I think some of the same issues still are there, but I think there's definitely going in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Tariq Lamptey there. As you say, he kind of took the league by storm at the start of the year before the before the injuries. Uh, is he injured for the start of the season still, and when does he expected, you know, to be back? Yeah, so he, um, he, he hasn't played since mid-December. Right. Uh, He's been, yeah, he's had, he looked like he was going to come back in February, then he had a setback. Um, and then he was, had ruled out for the season in March after having surgery. He had another setback in pre-season with his hamstring. Uh, so he's going to be back. Potter says he won't be back until after the international break, which is, I think, is the, kind of the first week of September, but be after that. So he's going to miss at least the first three games. And it could be maybe even half a dozen because it does seem like because Tamp, you know, Lamptey is just like he's so rapid down the wing, and and I'm, I don't know too much about kind of hamstring injuries, but I just you know you worry because he relies so much on his pace that it could yeah. be keep flaring up. So, but yeah, Brighton fans really do miss him because, like you say, yeah, he was he was electric at the start of last season. Yeah, he, he was just, I think he became everybody's favourite fantasy football option at the start of the year. Um, I mean, my next question was going to be where you predicted to finish, but I think you, you said it there, 12 to 15 mark, which I think is fair. Um, again, I still think if you had a, a, a lethal goal scorer, you, you should be pushing into that top eight mark. I, I really do think the way you play football, it's not boring, it's not defensive, whilst being very good defensively. 
which is very unusual. Um, not even most of the top teams can do that, um, a.k.a. any team Jose Mourinho manages. <laughs> well, what I'll do next is I'll get three players from yourself, Richard. So a player who you expect to be Brighton's player of the year, a player for opposition fans to look out for, maybe one that's that doesn't normally hit the, the headlines, like almost a surprising package, and then that fantasy football prospect. Oof. Okay. Right, you got me on a spot here. <laughs> um, okay, player of the year. So, so, just a little side note. Interestingly, last year, Leeds fans hijacked Brighton's vote for player of the season and voted for Ben White. Um, <laughs> he wasn't actually, I don't think he would have been in the top three, even top five. Um, and just a little thing on Ben White. It's quite funny. Everyone keeps saying that Ben White is Brighton was Brighton's best defender. He really wasn't. He was probably third. Like, Lewis Tunk was ahead of him. Adam Webster was ahead of him. Lewis Tunk was by far and away the best defender. And then Ben White was third. But, sorry, I digress. I'm so sorry. So, yeah, back to player of the year. I would say Lewis Tunk is, is always a good contender. I think he's very underrated. And he's just, yeah, very good player technically and good aerially and just, yeah, a very good all-round player. There's also Basuma's fantastic. Um, I'm going to go for, I think Basuma, if he stays, I think Basuma will. I think he'll become even better. Because uh, he, I think, was actually number one for tackles and interceptions last year um, in the whole Premier League. So, yeah, I think he's he's just a colossus on the pitch. Uh, for surprise package... Mm. Um, just I'm going to skip to the fancy one. I would say Rob Sanchez in goal uh, would be the fancy pick. He, I think, is pretty cheap, um, and he is it's mad. He was just over a year ago. He was playing in League One on loan for Rochdale, and then within a f- few months, he became um, number one keeper. At Brighton, and then got called up to the Spain squad for the Euros, and that was literally in, in about 14 months. So, and his save percentages, I think, was 72%. He kept 10 clean sheets. I think statistically, he was actually like the best shot stopper in the league for his the, the kind of 25 games or so that it was in. So, yeah, he would be my fancy pick. And surprise package, I'm gonna go for Enoch Moepu. And that's the new signing you said as well, wasn't it? Signing, yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be that's good. Yeah, I I like the goalkeeper shout for the for the fantasy football option because I, I think a lot of people tend to go for the go for strikers and that. But I think anybody who plays fantasy football these days, if you can if you can tie up a good defender and goalkeeper combination together, you yeah. can boost your points very well. Um, perfect. I mean that that rounds Brighton up. Perfect, then Richard. I mean, um, yeah, not much more to add there. Um, I hope again. I hope you do really well this season. Again, I'll be keeping an eye on Brighton results. Massive fan of Potter. Um, I really hope he goes on to like massive things. I just just appreciate the style of football, especially such a such a young manager um, in the game. But yeah, so thank you very much for joining me. If you could just let everybody know where they can find you and any work that you work on. Yeah, great. Thanks. Oh, just before I do, um, are you planning to go to any games at all this year? Yeah, I'll get down to. Probably about four or five Liverpool games this year. 
Nice. Yeah, because I'm off to Burnley tomorrow, and it's going to be about an eight and a half hour to nine hour round trip. So. I, yeah, I'm, I think I, when I, I, I drive to Liverpool games, and it takes me four hours to get there, so you're talking eight hours yeah, round trip on my own. Um, it's, 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 it can be a bit miserable, especially if we lose. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry to your original thing. Yeah, so um, I'm, uh, I don't really use Instagram. I'm a bit of a Luddite. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm on Twitter. You can find me at, um, at Richie Mills 2. There's no T. For some reason, those people put Richie in noise of <laughs> pants off me. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter and I write for Sussex Live, um, just covering Brighton the whole time. So yeah. That's where you can find me. Yeah, any any football fans who want to even scout in Brighton, um, check it out. You can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms. Um, give us a five-star rating and review where you can for the podcast. Um, Chris and the gang will be back with the Thursday show a week on Thursday now that the season started. Myself, Dave and Simon will be back every Monday morning and you're covering the weekends, fixtures that have just been. But thank you very much again, Richard, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you at home for listening, and always remember, keep your man in the post.